This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Um, I, was, I, was in, I was in Gorigi. I was in uh, New Zealand recently, and, um, and this pastor friend of mine uh, it started telling me a story about a mutual friend. He said, yeah, have you ever heard that story about what happened to our, our mutual friend? Who, who, he's a pastor as well. See, have you ever heard that fishing story about what happened with so-and-so? And we were getting ready to do this series, Against the Tide. And so when he told me this story, I was like, wow, that, that's unbelievable. He said, yeah, a few years ago, these guys were out on a fishing trip. And when they're out on the fishing trip at night, they're fishing at night, this guy, our friend, falls overboard and they can't find him for like a couple hours. They can't find him. They're circling. They're panicking. They're freaking out. They don't know where he is. They've got the flashlights out. They just, and they are distraught. In fact, they conclude, great, now we have to call his wife and tell her what happened. We have to break the news of what just took place. So they, um, they, 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 they're getting ready to call, and all of a sudden, the, the driver of the boat, the leader of the escapade, goes, no, 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 let's just stop. Before you do that, I'm going to follow this current as far as it will go, and let's just drive the boat as fast and far as we can, and let's see if we can't find him. So they're like, all right, this is the last hope. So they just follow this tide all the way out, as far as they can go. And after a, couple, a few miles, they end up finding the pastor who's barely, he's lifeless, barely hanging on for life, had found something to barely rest upon, and was just barely alive breathing. When he told me that story, I thought, isn't that amazing? That's why God teaches us to stand against the tide, because the tide of culture and the tide of sin want to take you further than you want to go, want to make you pay longer, make you stay longer than you ever want to stay and will cost you more than you ever want to pay. That, that, that's why we have to stand against the tide of what the devil and the law wants to do in our life. Standing against the tide is not being just bold and courageous and strong. It's just simply standing in the simplicity of Jesus Christ. Standing in the love of God and saying, I'm not going to allow anything to pull me out of being rooted and grounded in the love of God. I choose to not work hard, but just to receive more. Amen? I'm going to give you five things that what we just read today, I'll give you five things out of there that Paul is saying to us. Write down number one. The first thing he says is that we need to have faith in God and love for people. God just love this. He goes, guys, call us. He's been telling us, and everybody's been talking about your faith in God and your love for all people. I pray that over Zoe Church. We will be known as a church that has faith in God and love for all people. Anybody down to be that kind of church? Anybody down to just say, hey, we're big on two things. We believe in a big God. Listen, I, I believe this. If you'll just stand here today and look at how big God is, it will change your attitude towards your issues. We got to stand as people and just say God is so big, he is able to do what we could never do for ourselves. We need to have big faith and big belief and simultaneously have a love for all people. Just believe this is what God's called us to be. Big faith people and big love people. That we have a faith in God and a love for others. In other words, you cannot love God and hate others. You cannot say, I love Jesus, but man, I can't stand people. Man, I love, I love God so much, but man, I hate church folk. No, if we love God, we love people. In fact, the Bible says the way that people will know that we're really Christians is by our love for other people. 
So he's saying, I've heard of you guys. I've heard, call us. Words get, the streets have been talking. I've been hearing about your faith and your love. Oh, I just love this about Zoe. Yesterday, did you realize 150 people were out in the streets of Los Angeles serving our city? Come on, isn't that awesome? I, we're not just going to talk about it. We're going to be about it. Look here. I want to show you some photos of yesterday. This is people out serving. We, we don't even know who that guy is or where he's at, but just looked awesome, so we threw it on the screen, you know? But these are people from our church out serving the city of Los Angeles. I, I, I love two things about Zoe. When you come here every week, we're going to go through the prayer cards, and we're going to lift up the need that you have in your home. Whatever it is, financially, physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever you're going through, we're going to have big faith at our church. When you come into Zoe, one thing you're going to understand is that there's an atmosphere that's special, and the only thing that's special is just that we believe in a big God. So we got big faith, and we got big love. We're going to love people right where they're at. We're not going to force them to change or behave different. You just come just as you are, and we're going to love you right in the midst of your journey because I believe in a God that allows us to have faith in him and love for others. The Bible says if you really want to serve God, love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. What we're called to is big faith and a love for half people, a love for all people. This is actually... What has marked our church and our community is that we have big faith and we have love for all people. See, guys, guys I've, I've heard about this. And I understand that the reason why this is going on, this special work in Colos, the results that you're seeing, the growth that you're seeing. Another word the Bible uses is fruit. The fruit that you're experiencing. It actually comes because you have a true understanding of grace. And when you have a true understanding of grace, that's when fruit and growth and results start to happen. We write down number two today. Here's what we have to all have. We need to have an understanding of God's grace. Understanding God's grace is what changes our lives. <laughs> Just, it, it's not working harder. It's not trying to earn more. An understanding of God's grace is actually what changes our lives. Well, let me just show you here in Colossians exactly what Paul said. Let's reread these scriptures. He says, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you in the same way the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. In other words, he's saying, guys, just, just so you know, What's happening in Colos is so special. But do you realize God's grace is being preached and received around the world? The good news of Jesus is not just for Los Angeles. The good news of Jesus and the grace of God is for every tribe and every tongue, every continent, every country, and every person. Come on, our God is for all people and all of humanity. Listen, listen, what's happening in your city is awesome, but it's actually happening around the world. For the last uh, 10 years or so, I've been getting on a plane every other week or once a week to go tell people about Jesus and preach and, and talk about God and gotten to go all over the world to do it. And it's, it's a privilege. And I'll tell you, going around the world, you can see God's doing amazing things at Zoe and God's doing amazing things all over the earth. Because when Jesus is preached and grace is received, there's results, there's fruit, there's a product, there's growth that happens. Happens because it's a reality of what Jesus wants to do all over the world. 
The other day I was on an airplane and I was flying and, 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 and because I fly a lot, I have a good status with my airline. And so I bought an economy ticket. Don't judge me. I bought an economy ticket. And, but I got upgraded. I'm going to upgrade you. And um, so I got upgraded on this flight and I was sitting there and in the middle of the flight, I, I needed to get up to use the restroom. So I got up and went to go use the restroom and the flight attendant stopped me outside the bathroom. She's like, okay, okay, okay. I just have to ask because we've been talking. We've been talking to the back. We got to figure it out. We don't, who are you? What are you? Okay, this is our, are you either, you're either a rapper or a tech guy. <laughs> Get out of my face. I'm going to the bathroom. Like what? If you just would have said rapper, I would have been like, yeah, that's right. I am one. But, but listen, Jesus is doing amazing things all over the world. And it's only because grace is being understood. Grace is being received. What is grace? Grace is undeserved blessing and it's unmerited favor. Grace is God blessing you and delivering you and healing you in spite of you. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. It's not because you worked hard. It's not because you're doing good. It's just because God loves you. That is a true understanding of grace. He's saying because you understand grace. If you're here today and you're like, man, I tried this Christian thing and I'm not getting any results. Don't worry. Hold on. Just keep coming. Because listen, all that you need for the results you want is just to understand God's love more. You don't need to work harder. You don't need to do more. You need to receive more. You need to understand that God loves you and he's for you. And God will do all the work. He'll do the shaping. He'll do the convicting. He'll do the rearranging. Anybody believe today in the grace that will come and do an inside work? When grace starts to get a hold of your life, it always works inside out. God never starts with the cosmetic of your world. God's never worried about the outside. God always works on the inside, and it affects the outside. So he changes your heart. It changes your language. He changes your mind. It changes the way that you see your relationships. It always is an inside job that affects the outside job. I'm thankful today that we can receive faith and love and the grace of Jesus Christ. He goes, guys, I've heard about you. I've heard they've been talking about what big faith that you have and your love for all people and and I believe the fruit that you're seeing in Colos, the results, come on, Zoe, the things that God is doing in our church is only because we're understanding Jesus. It's not because we got talent. It's not because of a theater or a school. It's just because Jesus is being received in our community. And when Jesus is preached and Jesus is received, we'll never be the same. He says, so it's because of a true understanding of grace that's happened. He goes, I start, I'm praying for you because God's not done yet. He goes, I'm praying and I'm, asking, I'm actually asking God for you. I'm asking God that God will give you, write down number three. I'm asking that God will give you spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. I'm asking God, in fact, he lists three things in these verses here. He says, I'm actually praying that God will give you more knowledge, more wisdom, and more spiritual understanding. What is knowledge? Knowledge is a knowledge of who God really is. We need to increase and grow in our knowledge and our understanding. When I read my Bible, when I open up the scriptures, I am so amazed by how little I know. I graduated from Bible college. I've been reading my Bible every day for almost 18 years, every day. I am amazed by how little I know. So he said, I pray that you'll grow in knowledge. I pray that you grow in wisdom. Anybody here today, you want more wisdom for your world. 
You know what we really need? We need knowledge what will actually give us, and it will give, that will give us wisdom. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. So you got to get knowledge first to get wisdom. Because I'm apply, wisdom is just applying what I know to be right and to be true. Now, the Bible talks about two wisdoms that are in this world, two wisdoms that are at work in your world. These are realities, these two wisdoms. There's the wisdom that comes from above, and there's the wisdom that comes from below. These are in contrast to one another. They are law of opposites to one another. The wisdom from above, James 3 says, the wisdom from above, it is pure, peaceable, gentle, reasonable, unwavering, without hypocrisy, and it bears much fruit. The wisdom from below, the wisdom from the devil, or the wisdom from culture that will take you out there. The other wisdom, which is from below, brings dissension and discord and jealousy and strife. It's actually, the Bible says, it's sensual wisdom. The wisdom from above is what we need to govern our life. So, so I'm praying knowledge in your world, wisdom in your world, and spiritual understanding. What is spiritual understanding? Spiritual understanding is God's love for your life, where God gives you the ability to see beyond the natural and into the supernatural. That God gives you the ability to peek beyond the curtain and see what's really going on in this relationship. What's really going on in this business transaction? What's really happening with my child's behavior right now? Give me spiritual understanding. This last week I got a text from a guy in our church. He's a, he's a successful business guy. He said, hey, do you have five minutes to talk to me through a, a, a business deal I'm about to go through? I don't have peace about it. So we got on the phone and we started talking. He explained the whole situation to me and what was at stake. A lot of money he could make and all this stuff. And, and as he's talking... I'm listening, I'm listening. As soon as he's done, immediately three God thoughts pop. Three God thoughts come to my mind. I go, you know what? Here's first thought, second thought, and here's a third, here's a scripture to back up those two thoughts. And he, when, I, when I said it, he goes, oh my gosh, that's why I needed to talk to you because I needed to get some spiritual understanding to the decision that was on the table. I'm, I'm telling you today, God wants to give you the ability to see what nobody else can see. God wants to give you the ability to discern some things that are going on in your world. Come on, if you feel something in your home and you feel something going on in a situation, you ought to get some spiritual direction. Am I preaching to anybody today that wants to see beyond the natural and into the supernatural? God loves you so much, even if you're a human, God loves you so much he gives you intuition. So you don't have to be a believer to get intuition. Intuition is just your, your reading of people's vibes and their energy. Oh my gosh, I love their energy. You've got the best vibes. Things heard in L.A. And um, when you're just a human... You can walk into a store and be like, man, I, I vibe this place. You walk into another store, it's like, oh, my gosh, the devil lives right here. The devil is in this store. Hashtag hot something. And um, so well, and so um, God loves you so much that when you become a believer and you get rooted and grounded in the simplicity of Christ, he double downs on the gift, and you don't just have intuition anymore. You get spiritual understanding, the discernment of the Holy Spirit, which is a gift from God. You and I, as we're operating in this city, as you're operating in your world, what you need is you need more spiritual understanding. The eyes to see beyond 
something could look so flashy and so appealing and so good and you can get a check in your spirit and go, something is not right here. I don't have a peace and I need to get some understanding. And Paul says, I'm praying, Coloss. I see the fruit that's happening. I see the growth of grace. I'm praying knowledge. I'm praying wisdom and I'm praying spiritual understanding. If you want that in your world, lift your hand right now. God, I declare over every person in our church and I declare it over every person that's watching on Zoe TV. I declare right now knowledge. I declare wisdom and spiritual understanding that we will understand and decipher and discern between your will and the tide of culture that wants to take us away in Jesus name and we all said together come on let's applaud and thank the Lord for his gift and his grace he gives us I just love it. He keeps, he keeps going. He's like, I'm praying, I'm praying that you get that and, 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 and get the spiritual understanding. And write down number four. God, God wants to strengthen you for the long haul. He furthers the thought. And he's like, guys, I, I pray wisdom and, and knowledge and spiritual understanding. And I'm also praying that you'll get, he uses these two words right here. We'll read them in a moment. He, he prays endurance and patience. Just watch here on the screen, Colossians 1, 10, 11. Watch here what he says. I love this part. He, he says, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Let's just look at both words he's talking about. Endurance. This last Monday on Monday morning, I got up and I ran four miles. I just, it felt amazing. I ran four miles in a decade. And when, as soon as I hit four miles, I stopped. I was like, oh, I need to order an Uber right now. I'm done. Like, I was just, that's all the endurance. I got to post this on social media and then order an Uber because that's all I got in my tank. The Bible's talking about having endurance. So when you feel like quitting and you feel like giving up on church and giving up on your marriage, you keep on going because you had need of endurance. God is not here so you can come to church or follow him for a day, a week, a month, or a year. God wants you to follow for the rest of the days of your life. So he said, I'm praying over you endurance and patience. Why? Because God never answers our prayers in our timeline. He answers them in his timeline. So I actually need to wait on God. Wait on God for the breakthrough. Wait on God for the miracle. Wait on God for that thing to happen. Wait on God for that transaction. So I need endurance and I need patience. I wonder what some of us could have seen if we just could have kept on going and the breakthrough was about a mile down the road. So the Bible's actually saying, God, I'm praying over you, Colos, that you'll actually be able to go in this thing for the long haul. So when your knees are weak and your arms are heavy, gosh, I feel like Eminem right there. You just keep on going. <laughs> Spaghetti, whatever. And so endurance, patience. We live in this culture. Everything's just pop-up. It's like we had a pop-up shop off Fairfax. And we were up there for like a day and, we just shut it down the next day. You see a store like pop up for like a week or something. God does not want us to be pop-up Christians. They're like in church for like a year and then we just bail out. Follow Jesus for like three years, but then I just, I stopped. Why? God wants to build you up for the, do you hear the heart of the father, Paul, writing to his guys going, I know you guys are bearing fruit, but I know you're still going to face hardship. So I'm praying over you guys that you'll have endurance and patience. I don't know about you, but I want more endurance in my world. I want more patience. I want to wait on God's timing. I know I have my timing of things I want to see happen and push and my agenda. 
I've always found God's timing is way better than my timing. He's going, guys, I understand you're, you're seeing great fruit, but I'm also praying for you guys. You need more knowledge. You need more wisdom. You need more spiritual understanding. You need endurance for what you're facing. You need patience for your world. And watch how he ends this. I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up. Watch how he ends this whole section. Write down number five. I love this. He says, praise Jesus who has qualified us and rescued us. He's redeemed us and he's forgiven us. He goes, praise him. Just He's ending the whole part. Praise God who qualified us and rescued us and redeemed us and he forgave us. The last scriptures we're going to look at today. Let me just read these last verses here in verse 12. I love how he ends. He says, and giving joyful thanks. Everybody say joyful thanks. And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the, of the Son who he loves. In whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of our sins. He says, give, give, guys, give, give joyful thanks. Give, give, give this thanks. That's, it's, whoo! Thank you, Jesus. My, my, my four-year-old, my four-year-old sometimes will go to somebody's house and we'll have a good time. Or like his grandparents will, you know, bring him a toy or something. I'll say, son, for my, to my four-year-old son, you need to look at your grandpa and say, say thank you. And my son will give the quietest, worst thank you ever. And he's, he'll look down and he'll be like, excuse me, son, excuse me, son, what did you say? And he's, thank you. And, and I'm like, no, 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 son, you, you, need to, you need to look up and you need to say thank you. What if some people are here at church today and we're in the middle of worship and we're saying thank you to Jesus, just kind of like it means nothing. When you realize you've been qualified and you've been rescued from darkness and you've been redeemed by the blood and you've been forgiven of your sins, you got to give a joyful praise because you cannot believe who you used to be and God has been so good. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I felt like telling somebody, you ought to give God some praise that comes from a joyful spirit and a thankful heart that said, God, I never would be where I was but if it were not for the grace of God. Come on, stand to your feet, Zoe. We're here to give God a joyful praise, joyful thanksgiving because God has been so overwhelmingly good when we turned our back on him, when we were in the kingdom of darkness, God brought us out. When we were so disqualified by the blood of Jesus, we become qualified. Do you realize you were in the kingdom of darkness? You were a slave to sin. You couldn't help yourself. God has now brought you into a new kingdom. It's the kingdom of his son. He redeemed you. By the way, the, re the brokenness you used to experience, when God redeems you, he rebuilds you back to better than you ever were before. And he forgives us of our sins. To that, we give a joyful thanksgiving. We give a joyful praise. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Jesus, we acknowledge you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you were inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website, www.zoechurch.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.